Thought of the earthquake, end of the silence. Quiet in us any voice but your own, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit we might hear, and in hearing we might believe, and in believing we might act, making way for your new creation. In Christ's name, amen. Our scripture reading today is from the 65th chapter of Isaiah, starting at the 17th verse, reading from the Common English Bible. Look, I am creating a new heaven and a new earth. Past events won't be remembered. They won't come to mind. Be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating, because I'm creating Jerusalem as a joy and her people as a source of gladness. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad about my people. No one will ever hear the sound of weeping or crying in it again. No more will babies live only a few days or the old fail to live out their days. The one who dies at a hundred will be like a young person and the one falling short of a hundred will seem cursed. They will build houses and live in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They won't build for others to live in nor plant for others to eat. Like the days of a tree will be the days of my people. My chosen will make full use of their handiwork. They won't labor in vain nor bear children to a world of horrors because they will be people blessed by the Lord. They, along with their descendants, before they call, I will answer. While they are speaking, I will hear. Wolf and lamb will graze together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. But the snake, its food will be the dust. They won't hurt or destroy at any place. On my holy mountain, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Have you ever been in a situation where you long for, prayed for, begged for good news have you ever been driving along in life like a person riding on empty just hoping to see a gas station before you roll to a stop have you ever been about to run out of whatever keeps you going in life well if so you know how those people isaiah was writing to felt, needing a word of hope from the Lord. In Isaiah's day, the world needed mending, and it needs mending now. You don't have to have 20-20 vision to see that much of the world is broken. Millions of people suffer from floods and wildfires and storms and earthquakes and droughts and other natural disasters. Millions more are victims of wars between nations or civil wars within nations. Millions are hungry 
even in America, millions do not have access to clean water. Millions are victims of abuse or other forms of violence. Millions strain and struggle just to survive one day to the next. Much of that was true in Isaiah's time as it is in ours. And yet, God gave Isaiah a message of hope, a vision of a new heaven and a new earth in God's kingdom to come. And what God wills, nothing, nothing can stop. Now you might say, well, okay, now I understand, we understand that the ancient children of Israel, they had been hauled off to miserable exile. And when they returned to their homeland, they found life there very hard. They had rebuilt the temple, but compared with the magnificent one that they had to replace what they had built was kind of shabby. And before there had been walls around the city of Jerusalem, but those had been torn down. So the people that lived there were vulnerable to attack. And there were lots of people ready to attack them. So in this sorry situation, God led Isaiah to give this hopeful prophecy of, prophecy of the peaceable kingdom. But you might say, well, that was 2,500 years ago or so, and what does that have to do with us now in the 21st century? Well, I'm so glad you asked. For us, as for them, God's kingdom is not just promised sometime way in the future. The cynics used to call it pie in the sky by and by. God, the truth is, though, that God's kingdom keeps breaking into our time. Surprising ways sometimes. breaks through into our lives. So our faith is not just something we practice in private, behind closed doors, so that nobody really knows. Our belief, our faith, our commitment to live as disciples of Jesus Christ profoundly transforms and radically changes the way we live. So let's consider Isaiah's prophecy in that light as he tells us what will be and what won't be in God's kingdom. He writes, no more will babies live only a few days. Well, that means there'll be no infant mentality in God's kingdom. So you see, it turns out that prenatal health care and protection of children from abusive parents and others, those are kingdom issues. No more will the old fail to live out their days. I've mentioned before this former Baptist and current Methodist preacher and writer Martin Thielen. He says, in God's kingdom, senior adults live long, productive, and healthy lives. So you see, Medicare, Social Security, those are kingdom issues too. The 21st verse in this chapter we read was that says they will build houses and live in them. So in God's kingdom, everyone will have decent housing. So it turns out that affordable housing and homelessness, those are not just government issues, social issues, they're kingdom issues too. Next we read that they will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. That is, nobody's gonna be hungry in God's kingdom. Access to healthy, affordable food is a kingdom issue. And an issue that our church thankfully seeks to 
help address in our county with the, the gifts to the food bank that serves our county. They won't build for others to live in or plant for others to eat. Remember that the people of Israel had been taken off in exile. They'd lost their homes and all they'd worked for. In God's kingdom, people won't be forced to become exiles or refugees. The 23rd verse says that of God's people, they won't labor in vain. You see, in God's kingdom, people will be paid fairly for their work. So it turns out that minimum wage, employment benefits, those are not just labor issues, they're kingdom issues. The 23rd verse also says they won't bear children to a world of horrors. So child nutrition, basic education, they're not just good for the community. I'd say they're kingdom issues too. And then the last two verses we read from Isaiah 65, it's kind of a shorter version of a passage from the 11th chapter of Isaiah that describes what has been called the peaceable kingdom. You may be familiar with that famous painting by the American artist Edward Hicks that depicts this scene. In fact, I posted it on our Facebook page, so if you don't, you're wondering what painting you can see it there. Wolf and lamb will graze together. The lion will eat straw like the ox. Even predatory animals will be vegetarians there, right? They won't hurt or destroy to any place on my holy mountain, says the Lord. So in God's coming future kingdom, a kingdom that sometimes breaks through into the life of the present, enemies get along. Nobody hurts each other. Animals, people, nations, they all get along. And all God's children will live in peace, not in fear, but with joy. That's not just a dream God gives Isaiah. It's the dream God gives us. That is the job God gives you and me. We are to act out our faith, to be disciples who follow Jesus' lead, to be disciples who take our faith public. Yes, I do understand that many of these issues involve something many people are just sick of this week, politics. In our country, the First Amendment to our Constitution says citizens are free from government interference in religion. But that provision protects our rights by limiting what government can do about religion, not what we do. As disciples, you and I have a duty to be involved in bringing our world more in line with that coming kingdom of God. Or as Thielen has written, not by forcing our values on others, but by letting our personal values inform how we interact with other people and how we work for the good of all of God's children. There's a wonderful singer named Joyce DiDonato she says, in the midst of chaos, I find peace by loving. In the chaos of this world, the chaos of our lives, God brings us all peace by loving us and by giving us freedom to love God and to love all of God's children, hard as that can be sometimes. And that, that is why faith is always personal but must never be just 
private so that God's kingdom can come on earth as it is in heaven. Thanks be to God. Go out into the world in peace. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And now may the God of peace who brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus make you complete in everything good so that you may do God's will working among us that which is pleasing in God's sight through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.